The Saints came marching in as they become Scotland's second most successful club since 2010 with a scrappy 1-0 win in the League Cup final. Elsewhere, Celtic Snowface became life without Lennon. Rangers cruised to round the 16. Scottish Cup is back on and Hibs are back to being Hibs. It's episode 11 of the False Nineties podcast. With me today, we've got Andy, Marcus and Kyle. How are we doing tonight, guys? Alright. Hey, doing alright, yeah. I'm okay. Doesn't sound convincing, Marcus. Yeah, after this weekend, I don't blame you. Yeah, weekend heartbreak. (laughs) We'll start this week, uh, this uh, at Hamden, uh, where St Johnston, with a 1 0 win in the League Cup final over Livingston, um, making their second trophy since. Second trophy ever and second trophy since 2010. Um, 2015, was it? Oh, yeah, 2015, they won their first one and then. No, yeah, right. Scottish Cup in 2015, yeah. yeah. Was it or was it 2014? It's like 14 15 season, I think. Oh, Whatever okay. it was. <laughs> yeah. Good, good for them. Uh, I bet all three of them are having a big party up in Perth. I mean, I would have loved to see Livingston and David Martindale lift it, but however, you know, St Johnson seemed like they earned it. They were pretty yeah, they, pretty phenomenal throughout the they match. Were, they were the better team by far. Cut, um, cut Livy to absolutely no chances. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Livy didn't have any chances really. I could speak about, um, and St Johnson just looked solid in defence the whole match. It wasn't the most exciting, if I'm being honest. Like St Johnson kind of just scored, and then for the rest of the game, it was just kind of just kind of saw it out, petering out. Yeah, yeah, but. St. Johnson were the better team. They earned it um, over the course of the whole tournament. Earned it, um, especially with that semi-final performance. They definitely put us in our place. I was going to uh, say, does that does that make the semi-final kind of a little bit, um, little bit this the lost a little bit better because um, we lost to the eventual champions. Well, not really. <laughs> no, because no, you'd like to think it would have been you up there beating Livingston yeah. to win the yeah. trophy. Yeah, if Livingston yeah. performed like that, and well, <laughs> I can I can sit here and say if Livingston performed like that, we beat them. But then we know what this Hibs team are like. You know, all, all, all Livingston would have had to do is score one nil up, and we wouldn't have had anything. That's that's how it was going with Jack Ross. But, but now nah, we can get on to that for the Hibs game later. Yeah, it's a it's a good good win. It's a it's a cup win for them. Um, yeah, I think. Only shame is that the fans, like I said, uh, can't really celebrate properly. I think I heard there were like fans outside the ground up in, in um, which is difficult because as much as there's a situation going on, I sympathise that. You know their club. I mean, their club doesn't win many trophies, and this is second ever a, major trophy. Yeah. So, like, if you're a St. Johnson fan, like, how are you meant to? go about celebrating that like like obviously like the pandemic is a big deal but your football club is a big deal to you personally like for uh, fans of any club you know like um, yeah you sort of want to be able so, to celebrate these rare yeah. victories yeah yeah like i knew if we won it you know there'd be people partying down the block you know what i mean like it's it's the same for any any fan base but especially for them like they trophies for, they, they could not win another trophy in 40 years or you know a club like st johnson Moments yeah, like I mean, that, right now they're in the most successful period of their history. They're in a hot yeah, streak. Absolutely, in theory. But, but um, no, they'll they'll have to savor it though. You know, like I think players like Jason Kerr, Sean Rooney will get snapped up by hopefully hopefully us, but most likely other like Aber- your Aberdeens yourself. Although, 
don't let a bit of like short-term success make influence the player sale. You know, there's obviously mm. the worst the worst players player purchases are always right after a World Cup. Yeah. You know, drop big money on somebody who just had a bit of a, a purple patch, but nothing else. Although to be fair, like if Callum Davidson's there for the long run, he's taken that club places definitely. Like it's got them set up really well. So I mean, who knows? I mean, I might be talking rubbish about them winning a trophy in four years. They might win another. Well, exactly. The, the last time they won the trophy was seven years ago. So like, they probably thought it back then. They're not going to win another trophy for, trophy for forty years. They won one seven years. Yeah. Hibs won the cup in nineteen oh two and then twenty sixteen. So uh, then. Yeah. I depends now. Yeah, it's a, it's a good win for them, and um, from the we'll move um, from the uh, current league trap champions to the ones who won it beforehand. Celtic with a one nil win over Aberdeen um, at the weekend. Andy, do you want to cover this one? I mean, back to winning ways under an interim manager. Who, I mean, there wasn't much of the game. We had the majority of the chances. It. You know the players weren't particularly clinical, but you know it's just it's just nice to see it not be a loss on the on the record, honestly. Um, but yeah, John Candy. I mean, obviously the players know him as that. He's been there for about half his life, so obviously it's you know I I figured that they're not gonna they're not gonna perform particularly poorly under him. But he's just not really the man with a vision. He is just there to steady the ship. You know, he's an interim manager, as most are. Um, he did come out and say that. Like he's not treating this job as like a he's not treating it at the moment as like, as like a trial for no no exactly he knows he knows he's you know that there's a big shift in the club coming you know with the new CEO coming in at in Dominic Mackay and I think obviously he's probably already Dominic Mackay already has the thought of who he wants to to line up as the manager and I think John Candy knows like he's just here to try lose as few games as possible till he gets replaced. But however, I would like to see a new man come in before the end of the season because if he comes in in the middle of the transfer window, you know he's he's missing time to learn the squad, see who needs sold, who needs bought. You know, that's why I think uh, I think if we make the movements now, then it could be beneficial. Who do you want to see in, Andy? I mean, my number one target for the last like since Lennon was and before Lennon was appointed was Andrew Villas Boas. He was available back then, and he's available again now by a stroke of fate. And just because of his European pedigree, like we've underperformed in Europe massively over the last few campaigns. So I think he'll be the man to kick us on in the Europa slash Champions League, wherever we are in the next few years. Um, he'll be the man to kick us on. And if not him, we, we still need to spend big on a manager. So there's plenty of available managers like Rafa Benitez and stuff. I just want someone with a bit of flair. Do you want to see Lampard think... coming? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> So someone with a bit of flair, not you know, like <laughs> Frank, not fat Frank. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> seen, uh, I did see today Rafa Benitez was meant to be going to Napoli, although I, I don't know how true that back, is. Back to Napoli. Him. Yeah, well, I don't know how true it is. I just seen it pop up today, but I, yeah, I, I mean, like he left China because he was homesick. So yeah, I've... yeah. So I think Maybe. going to Scotland is not going to make him any less homesick. So yeah. Right. I hope so. Because I, I know his wife, I know his wife and kids still live back in Valencia, like and have for years. Mm. Yeah, they, they, it's a, it's a lonely life of a of a football journeyman manager. The the Chinese Super League is really going downhill 
Let's see, wait, yeah, I mean, Jansu Suning being dissolved because it wasn't profitable yeah. to run. Even though they won the league. Yeah. yeah. But they have to funnel so much money in just to get people watching it, but it, the quality is not there. I think they've re the, the CCP have realised... Not that... Well, I don't know if we'll get banned in China for... <laughs> they, they've, been, they've been pumping a lot of money into We don't it. have any Chinese listeners anyway, so don't worry. Uh, yeah, they don't, have, they don't have Spotify in China. We, we have our... We have, I was thinking that. We, we've got our one Brazilian listener, though, apparently. So if you're out there, then... Uh, cheers for listening. <laughs> Obrigado. All that. Um, yeah, I think they're realizing that it's not as profitable as they thought it was. So obviously they're scaling back in their funding for Chinese you know, clubs and, and to pay those ridiculous wages for players. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. Um, I think we should bring bring it back to Scotland. Um, yeah. yeah, I think with... with uh, because we, we had a discussion on the pod last week saying that Celtic would be better off not getting someone in until until next season. But I, I don't agree, I think. Because you mean, see what Rangers did, right? Rangers, um, they announced Jared as the manager, but he didn't take, take charge till the next season. No, I know, I, but he was there and he was overseeing and he was making decisions exactly. before he actually came into yeah. the club. No, which is, That's really intelligent. That's the best way to go about it. Yeah, I mean... Go in the new season already having idea of transfer targets. An another thought, someone who's really looking for a job desperately would be Marco Silva. He's really sort Ooh. of like... He's trying to throw his name out there. Yeah, job. Um. Or another one is, uh, I, I, I doubt we'd get him, but someone I'd really like is Silvino, um, who was obviously, he was he was pretty much running Leon as president and as head coach for it, for a while for himself, you know. I think uh, he was, uh, not president, um, he was head coach and manager. Typically, they've had, like, two in, under the current structure. But yeah, he was, he did quite a, quite a good move. Built them quite a big squad. Obviously, he fell out of the board, left. He's been out of work for three years now, so there's there's a couple names. I, I just like, I don't think we need a, a, a Steve Clark or a David Moyes or a, a you know all all the pundits just want us to get a Celtic man in, but we did that last time and it didn't work out too well. So no, I mean, uh, Jack McNamara was come out and said that um, Neil Lennon would sort 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 out Celtic and the snowflakes there wouldn't be able to handle them. Either um, right, <laughs> which is. The most boomer headline I have seen all year. You know, sort these young'uns out, you know, with their fancy haircuts and their iPods. And... <laughs> it's just, it's just, I think the the pundits in Scotland sometimes it just, just come out with nonsense. Um, talking of, yeah. well, talking of nonsense, we'll go straight to Easter Road. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... That's a good way to describe that performance from us. Nonsense. Um, yeah, I think last pod I was saying that I wasn't particularly impressed by us against Hamilton. And in my opinion, we've come out and played the exact same way, except this time we've come up against a decent team, a, a team that played really well, um, very organised, uh, and we had the benefit of not um, of the other team not having a man sent off, pretty much. And that's that's it, really. We never broke them down. Our best chance in the first half was a crazy half volley from Cadden, who has like been scuffing at chances the past few games anyway. Um, our only out ball was Louis Stevenson on the right, uh, oh, sorry, on the left. Like he made a few crosses in the box, but like nobody was there. I think there was one Martin Bell got to, but he's not really 
this he's not really the player you want on the end of the crosses. It's just a, a disaster from start to finish. Um, I think I was saying to Sam before the pod started that Newell and Irving is obviously not working as a, mid, a midfield two. Um, Irving's more. I mean, there's some Hibs fans saying that online saying, "Oh, I don't rate Irving. Like he's probably, I'd say, too good for us. Like the, he seems like he's a step above the Scottish league. In, if, in all honesty." He's, he's outstanding um, but the problem was that it, he's just better with Gogic next to him because he has a license to go forward whereas Motherwell are playing in midfield three and we've got Newell and Irving who are two creative midfielders but not getting the chance to do that because they're having to defend and deal with their three men in the field which means that like I said our only out goal is then the flanks and Cadden was getting I don't know what's happened with Cadden but he was just out of the game and Louis Stevenson was putting all the balls he could but it just completely neutralised our attacking game. And then the thing that did really annoy me was in the post-match interview, Jack Ross said two things that annoyed me. Um, he mentioned that he had changes in his mind at halftime that he wanted to make, but he didn't actually make them until we went 2-0 down. And not only that, he did the same thing against St. Johnson when we conceded a goal right after halftime, he brought the changes on then. So, the, yeah, the, ga- media, the, the game's a lot it, different when you're 1-0 down rather than when you're 2-0 down. And you got half-time to kind of sort that out. You sort that out rather than, yeah. you know, we've waiting for it to get worse, then sorting it out. We've got 45 minutes. Like, what's he expecting? Like, we've got 45 minutes left to change the game. Like, um, the media have dubbed him as a manager who reacts to things. But that, that's the problem, is that he, he's reactive, but he's not proactive. Like, everybody could see from the first half performance, we had nothing going forward. So what's he expecting? Is he expecting that anything is going to change just because, what, five minutes in the new half? Like, what is going to happen? Like, there's literally no point in not making the changes after a half of football. Like, yeah, there's the argument making too many changes too quickly can you know, stop your flow and your players don't know. But, nah, like, at a half time, that's the best time to make changes. Like, you give them the team talk, you tell them the system that we're changing to, you go out and they change it. But then, no, we're, we have to change it at 2 no. And then once we change it, it's already too late because mother will shut up shop. And then the second thing he said that really annoyed me was he was praising the team, you know, saying, oh, well, we came back into it because we had a lot of possessions. Like, you're a professional manager and you're coming out with stuff like that. Like, of course, they're going to give us more possession because they're defending a 2-0 lead at a ground they've not won at since 2013. Like, what do you expect them to do? That's not a plus. That is, that is a given in a game like that. So it shows just a lack of... I don't know, like a, a bit, a bit of sharp, a bit of mental sharpness. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him because he's a decent manager, but come on, like that's not the first time this season, even even out with the, that game in the semi final against St Johnson, that we've just collapsed after going a goal down. Like we're expected to win every game at home. Being to be frank, we're expected to win every game at home, bar the old firm when we're playing the old firm. Like our fans expect us to beat Aberdeen at home. Our fans expect us to beat Hearts and the rest at home. And teams like Motherwell, we, you know, we should be beating them. Um, but that's not taken away from Motherwell. Obviously, if Lewis was here, I'd let him talk about his own team. But I thought they were fantastic. Really, like I said, just nullified us going forward. Um, uh, you, us Motherwell, didn't, they didn't look like a team who were fighting relegation. They looked like a proper... Well, no, they, they did, though. Because they, they, they had the fight in them. Like that, They had the fight. You could tell that they were fighting for something. And we should be a team also fighting for something. We're fighting for third place, but we've gone and mm. when Aberdeen drop points, we go and drop points as well. You know, it's it's um, yeah, we're not, not taking the advantage. 
yeah, 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 not taking advantage of that. We've still got our game in hand against Ross County, but like I said, it depends how we play. Like as soon as we go or go down, we don't look like getting back into it, and that's been a problem this whole season, not just um, not just the, that game in the semi final. Um, it's all like Jack Cross's tactics are all fine and dandy when we go a goal up because then the other team opens up and it gives us more space in behind but we've got a lack of like fluidity like passes not even or like sorry three passes not even getting strung together like we're just so poor stringing our attacks together and I think it, it comes down to not having Scott Allen in there because I think he does that role stringing the attack together but or the sort of the midfield with the attack or the forwards but um it is really worrying though because St. John our next game is St. Johnston and we'll come on to it but they've really caused us problems in the past they, they've seriously not just not just the last time we played them but at Easter Road we played them um start of this season we played them in their, their mid park and they should have drawn if not won that game because um their goal should have stood in that match um and in general, we've just not had a, we've never had a really good record against them, so I do kind of fear for that. Um, I see they didn't put in the best performances tonight, but still, I mean, it doesn't matter. Any team can turn up, in, uh, up against Hibs, even if even if they're on a bad run. So, yeah. And then obviously, if we lose that and Aberdeen win, then you're starting to worry about third uh, when we thought we had it wrapped up when we beat Aberdeen. So it's um, that's throwing everything into it. In it's right. a funny season. It's a funny season because one week we're qualifying for the Europa League or whatever, and then the next week we're we're rubbish. You know, it's it's such an odd season. Um, so do I really don't know who to blame for it. I don't know if it's Jack Ross or. Do you think yeah. the whole the the you know entire situation at home uh, as a whole with with no fans is is that yeah, kind definitely. of contributed to to yeah. poor home form? Obviously, this loss here. That is a really good point um, because if a Hibs team goes in at half time one 0 down against Motherwell um, at home, then then you've got booze like the, the Easter Road crowd is going to be booing you because the expectation is way more than that uh, if you're playing at Easter Road. So I don't know if that would have made a difference, but that you know that that element of it, you know, I mean the thing is about Jack Cross as a manager, he, he doesn't seem like the type that criticizes players a lot. He seems really calm and collected and. When you're one nil down like that, you kind of need someone you to, need, yeah, to go have a go at them, pretty much. Yeah. So who's criticising them? Who's telling them? Who's you know? What I mean, if the fans aren't there, then who's who's giving that to them? You know, um, same. The same goes for other games this season. The the games at home against Ross County and Livingston. If the fans are there, we're we're giving the team pelters for that. And even 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 the the semi final as well. If if. Tibbs went in at half time the way they were playing in that in that League Cup semi final. Not just that, uh, but St Johnston, a team like St Johnston, I don't think would have sold half of their um, would have sold their you know obviously it should be fifty fifty split. Uh, I think they would have brought like you know the teams like that they usually get like what a quarter of Hamden like they get a wee corner. Uh, I think Hibbs like the point I'm making we would have had a substantially bigger crowd. So in that situation, like it's made, made wouldn't made another, made ourselves heard kind of thing. Exactly, you know? that's that's another one where the fans can have a big impact in that kind of game, especially. And when we're dealing with, and the problem isn't when, that we're losing games. Like Motherwell, Motherwell deserved the win off off the basis of they fought harder. But the problem is that the problem is that Hibs should always 
be fighting to win, be fighting to... I mean, it, it seems really straightforward from saying that because every team, in theory, should do the same. But, like, when your team is putting in performances that are as heartless as that, as um, bereft of ideas as that, as just, like, passive, you know what I mean? Um, it's really frustrating. It's Like I said, it's not just the fact we're getting beaten. Uh, it's the fact we're getting beaten and we're not putting up a fight to do anything about it that's really annoying. Um, and especially, like, league games like like the one Saturday are fair enough, but the semi-final, that's the biggest example yet. Like, I don't understand how we can be favourites for a cup competition, have a semi-final against St. Johnston and put in as heartless a performance as that. Um, so I think that's a thing, that's something we really need to improve on. We need to see something a bit different next season. Because uh, if that continues, then even if our position in the league is going well, I, I guess fans are going to get sick of that at some point because we don't expect that from Hibs. We want a bit of we want us to, you know, not not just not just let like not just let our opponent do whatever they want as soon as they go up and and not do anything to combat it, you know. Yeah, well, Hibs' home form: uh, sixteen games played, won six, drawn five, and lost five. Whilst the away forms, you know, much better. There's one nine, yeah. drawn two, I've lost three. To... I've always seemed to notice that about Hibs. Though, is their away forms better than their home? Are you sure about that, mate? <laughs> I don't yeah. Think so. What uh, I've seen recently, yeah. Well, this is yeah, at least for Celtic. Easter Road's been a bit of a fortress. We've always seemed to barely even get a draw there. Well, like Celtic, Celtic. I don't think we've won in the league at Easter Road in years. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah, Easter, yeah. I've always seemed to think Easter Road was a bit of a fortress, um, at least for us. As a as a Hibs fan, I disagree with what Cal's saying. Uh, we've been good away this season. But, honestly, but the fans, I think that's just coincidence. Don't think fans yeah, that's, right that's to do with the fans. But last season, I think. So the thing is, is last season I missed like, I missed the game. I usually go to all the away games, but the like, the specific ones I missed were what games that we'd won. So I missed the four-one game away at St Johnson where we won, and then I missed the two-one against Kelly away. Um, but I got the Tyne Castle win, and that was the only game I saw us win away from home that season. So off the top of my head, I think we would have won three away games that season. I can't mind if I missed more uh, than those two. The I mean, always like the previous seasons, you've always given the old from teams a run for their money. Yeah, and yeah. at like Ibrox or Celtic Park. Absolutely, uh, it's what, what, what we expect. Except from last season. Uh, except, yeah, yeah. I don't expect <laughs> us to beat the old firm every time we play them, but I expect us always to have a go, especially Ibrox and Celtic Park. You know, uh, and mm. and I think. Uh, not not a lot of Hibs fans will agree with me on this, but I would expect us to beat the old firm every once in a while, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I mean th- that's you know fair. If we want to be challenging for yeah. Europe and challenging for those yeah. top spaces, and even even challenging the own f- old firm to you know it's trophies keep like, for it's... for trophies, we need to actually beat them. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if we want to win like Scottish cups and league cup, league cups, like the thing is, like we we obviously didn't have to play the old firm the last uh, well this league cup but that's not what's going to happen you're going to have draws against Celtic and um, and Rangers so but no I do I do I don't expect to beat them all the time but you know you're odd. it was good it was good when we came up because we beat Celtic at home managed to draw at Celtic Park won at Ibrox twice you know that's that was perfect that was that was perfect form against the old firm um, so and I think our, I think our last win, 
our last win against Silver Firm was Neil Lennon. I think it was the 2 0 we beat Saturday. Bit, yeah. With yeah, Slivka so, scored within like two minutes yeah, or something. The point where I'd say that it's been too long. It's been too long since we've not beaten the old firm at this point, I'd say. Uh, I think we're, we're due a win against the old firm, really, but. Um, but yeah. Maybe in the split, mate. Maybe in the split. Oh, so... I think we can beat Southend. <laughs> we've, we've got them at Easter Road next, so I think we can beat them. Oh, should, uh, oh yeah, that, that, that'll be a good game to watch, definitely. Talking of teams who uh, need a win, we move to Kilmarnock, who um, picked up their first points since the 9th of January with a 1 1 draw. Has it really been that bad? Yeah, it's it's been all losses since then. Um, Picked up their first points with a 1 1 draw against Dundee United. Um, Sorry to say, but I think Kelly's going down. Yeah, I I think that's. You You think they'll evade Hamilton? Or do you think we'll go down to the playoffs? Oh, no kidding. Hamilton will be... Hamilton will survive because they always survive. Yeah, yeah, Hamilton will survive. Is that, is, do we take that as a given now? Yeah, we'll take it as a yeah, given. Yeah, that's just, that's just doing a Hamilton. Yeah. yeah they'll do another, They're gonna, they'll do another Hamilton. They, they should be sued for just inducing heart attacks in their fans. <laughs> <laughs> what fans? Oh. There are lots of fans in that. Um, that live in Hamilton. Magical pitch. Yeah, the one more draw with Killy, um you know, they they made a few chances. They played they actually dominated this game from what I could see from the highlights. Um but obviously they they couldn't score. Um Carl Lafferty actually looked quite good for them in in this game. Um but he, he he wasn't on the score sheet. Doug got the assist for the the equaliser from Zach Medley. But yeah, yeah it's a good Kelly. point about Kelly. I don't know if they have a set goal scorer because they sold. Well, not that he was scoring goals anyway, but they got rid of Brophy. And I don't know if Kabamba because he started off the season really well, but I don't know if he's still scoring regularly for them. So. Well, that, um, I'm not sure about. No, nah, I don't think so. I think I think they've their squad has been gradually stripped over the last couple of seasons since Steve Clark left. Since, yeah. Maybe it's almost was maybe he keeping those players there, you know? Yeah. Keeping everything knit together. More than just a, a coach, you know, maybe a bit of a manager too. Yeah, no, I, I, it's um it was it was a hard one to predict this one anyway. I think we both went for I think we all went for our uh, Dundee United win, but it was like a, a scraped one. So it's a difficult, hard one to pick, but I'm glad Kelly got a point. To be honest, it looked like a really poor Dundee United side, though. Yeah, I think I thought Dundee United would finally get some goals coming. It's a bit, bit too late for them. I think they've uh, it's uh, they're in a weird spot, Dundee United. Actually, they they, they still could get they're comfortable. Six, they're comfortable, and they can still, but they just on paper they look rubbish. But in you know, technically they're doing okay. Mm. But I think I think that's what people expected. They're they're performing about how people expected, but I think people did expect a bit more goals from them because obviously Shanklin's promotion push for him was quite quite good. And they brought in McNulty as well, who you know impressed at Hibs. Yeah, Nicky Clark, decent decent striker as well. Um, yeah, now they're just, yeah. just a bit mad at the moment, aren't they? Um, do, do you think they're gonna? you know push on for next season or would it be a case of 
they might be in trouble. You know, the old second season thing. And so, because I think, I think, uh, am I wrong in thinking that they're not doing so good financially? So they're struggling to. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say like they, they need to get a couple of players in, maybe on like a, a loan or a transfer, like a free transfer, just, 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 to, just, to give, just to give something a spark because there's, there's no spark in that team. They'll, they'll be forced to sell Shanklin most likely. Yeah. If they, yeah, yeah. If they won't even think about signing players from them. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, uh, percent. And I hope it's to us because I think he was. Uh, well, I think Nisbet's going. Uh, well, I don't think I mean, he is going in the summer. Like that's probably a given at this point. But uh, mm. we'll need a replacement for him. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Shankland does seem like an easy option, and in a better team with more service, hopefully a fit Scott Allen back back in the frame. Yeah. Well. Uh, Kelly uh, picked up one point but it was three points that St Mirren picked, uh, picked up in a controversial 1-0 win um, Jimmy McGrath's penalty uh, gave them the win um, but it was a bit a bit of a dodgy one I think anyone see I've this one? I've not seen it I, so didn't, I didn't see it no I didn't see it excellent excellent coverage <laughs> yeah great coverage guys well great done nice one. <laughs> nice one guys there we go um yeah, was... I'll, I'll, I'll watch another game, right? We should we should allocate games to each other so we can so we can yeah. watch <laughs> or at least, at least keep up with the notes. Yeah, 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 yeah hundred percent. Yeah, I'll do that next week then. <laughs> do you think uh, with St Mirren are now you know, four points clear of Dundee United? Do you reckon they they've consolidated their um, top six spot? Yeah, uh, I, I think I think the current my prediction leads is the current top top six will stay. I mean, the split is what two games away. Three games. Three, three games of the split. Two or three games, I think. Uh, two, two, I mean, three for some two. clubs, two for some clubs. Yeah, it's... Yeah, two, for St Mirren and, and Dundee United, it's two. I know we've got three until the split. Well, bear in mind St Mirren's fixtures. If if St Mirren, St Mirren play us... No, they play Hamilton. If St Mirren lose that game and Dundee United win their next game, it's cuts it to a point. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they've they, they've not secured it by a hundred percent. Well, the thing is, Dundee United have Celtic and Aberdeen, whereas St Mirren have Rangers and. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, I forgot Dundee United were playing Celtic. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, so, I think, even even those games, I think I still think it's all to play for. Yeah, St Mirren have, have Rangers away and then uh, Hamilton away. So yeah, it, so it is still, still to play for, but Dundee United have you know a slightly tougher run in. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they're just hoping that St. Mirren drops points. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see Dundee United getting an upset on us as well. But you never know; I could could mm. be more than proved wrong. Mm. You said that. You said that about Ross County as well. <sighs> I say it every week, and every week I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from there, I think it's time to go to uh, Ibrox for what happened in Europe and then what's happened today. Um, yeah, I'll try, and go, I'll try and go quick on the Europe game because there's a lot of goals to, to go through. Uh, so, well, obviously, it was 5-2, um, which was a, another weird game. 9-5 on aggregate. It's just this, the craziest thing. <laughs> I know, I know someone that put a bet on that. One, what, one bet on 5-2 specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, man. You know. Anyway, so I'll just run through the goals. So, obviously, the first goal was a long ball through to Hadji. Defender gets, tries to 
play off Hadji, goes back in towards the goalkeeper and then Kent closes the man down when he passes it. Kent runs in, goalkeeper comes out, Morelos bang 1-0. Boom. Yeah, it was on the 8th minute, so it was a really good start from Rangers. Um, I was out of my seat at that point. And yeah, went on to be like another game where it was just one of them games and then um, Lukaku on the, on the left um, did pretty well up against uh, Balogun at that time. Um, cut, cut him inside a few times. They played it across and uh, Antwerp equalised. It was a well-worked goal from Antwerp, to be fair to them. And went into the half at one each. And yeah, it was really actually really quite uh, what's the word to put it? Impressed with um, Lukaku, John Lukaku. I don't know if you guys watched the game and saw how he played. But I thought him and Rafelov uh, were two really good players for Antwerp and kind of caused upsets with our defence a wee bit. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, uh, again, I just saw the highlights for this one, but uh, Lukaku, he, he was he, he was impressive. Um, and he, he's just one of those players who pops up every now and then and he puts in a a, a really good performance. Um, it's a shame that he wasn't on. He was a bit quiet in the first leg, but definitely second leg, um, he came out more. Obviously, he's overshadowed by his big and bro- uh, bigger brother, but I think he definitely played well. Yeah, so second half started, the Rangers made a, a very good tactical substitution with uh, Balogun coming off because he wasn't um, give up to Lukaku, and obviously, he's not a natural right back, so the natural right back was. Um, was obviously Nathan Patterson, and we all know what happened um, with 20, 20 Mr. seconds into the second half. Mr. Covid breach gets his goal, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does get his goal. <laughs> does get his goal. You were trying to say he wasn't punished or something like that, Andy? No, I was just, just that's, that's what he's known for at the moment. Oh, in Celtic forms, yeah? Okay, cool. Nice to know. Anyway, yes, he does get his goal. Um, I think that settled all the doubters about Nathan Patterson and how much of a young talent he is. And his apology was meaning. And I think a lot of Rangers fans have forgiven him now. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good goal. Um, great pass from Morelos. Morelos, again, absolutely standing for the whole game. Uh, the great finish by Patterson. I'll move on quickly. On to um, the third goal. Which was Mr. Ryan Kent. I'm just walking through the highlights as well. I can't really remember this. <laughs> Obviously, it was a great touch by Hadji into Morelos. Uh, Morelos does his man, plays it right across the guy. Uh, Kent comes in from the from the left and plays in. Morelos plays it in the Kent. Great work goal. Comes off the keeper a wee bit. Uh, great goal again. Skim through it. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really good work team goal. Uh, came right from the back as well. Um, and. Antwerp did get another goal back. Uh, a bit of confusion at the back between McGregor and Goldson. Um, clashed a wee bit. It was just stems things that happens. Um, it's just a shame to lose that goal, but <coughs> we thought it was all settled by that point. But yeah, again, you got to credit Antwerp for that goal. Anyway, um, so there's a few dodgy tackles that happened during that game, but it um, is what it is. Obviously, Morelos uh, for the next goal. Morelos is. Brilliant striker play, holds the other man, gets contact from the guy, goes down, penalty. Don't know if you think that was a penalty or not, Andy, but it was a penalty. 
I didn't see the incident to be fair, but in Europe the refereeing standard the refereeing standard is pretty high, so and there was VAR involved. I, I, well. I trust I trust that the the officials got it right. Okay. Uh, Did nice you enough, reckon nice that um, obviously the player that brought him down was the uh, Marchand? He was booked early on. He'd made a couple of fouls after that as well. Was was it was there any any shout that he could have seen second yellow there, or was it just it was just a penalty? To be fair, I didn't know he was on a booking. To be honest, um, but yeah, um, I'll watch it back to see how if Manel was in a goal scoring opportunity. And then I'll determine it. So, present to Davis. Give me a second. Um, no, I wouldn't say so because the player was um, there was two players near Melos and um, nah, it's not 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 you know, yeah, okay for me, but definitely a penalty. But then yeah, Barisic puts us away um, very well, and then the last goal was obviously a great play from Scotty Wright. Cuts inside two players, down he goes. Another penalty to Rangers. I love that, love that phrase now. Uh, but not, yeah, to be obviously um, Eaton took it, um, which was which was good because he just came on as well. Um, Bonner said he he gave the penalty to Eaton, so it's good to see him get a wee goal as well. So yeah, that's uh, another night in Europe for uh, flying the flag of Scotland at the moment in Europe. So yeah. I'll see we'll cover this more next week, but uh they drew Slavia Prague who knocked out Leicester in the last round. Yeah. Uh, how, how are you feeling it's, about this one? It's winnable. It's winnable. It could have been worse, could have been better. Um but no, I, I would like to see I would definitely want to see it. It'd be a good game to go to. I was hoping for an English team, but um you know, I watched it with one of my mates from work and uh he's a Man United fan, so no, it's it's definitely it's a good draw because um, they're both both undefeated in the domestic leagues. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting game for sure. That is, um, but it's it's a winnable tie. Um, but just to see um, the mentality of the players in that game, if they, if they won it that bad, it's one of those where it, where it could have been worse, but it also could have been better as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's a tie in Europe. We'll 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 go and do our best. And um, there's a lot of things I saw on Twitter saying like, "Will Slavia Prague upset Rangers like they did Leicester?" And th- I wouldn't say there's any upsetting at all because they're two like really good teams, both really good right now in their leagues. Um, it's a, it's an evenly matched tie, and um, I, I think it's winnable. Obviously, I'm going to say it's winnable. Um, but yeah, obviously, um, Bean. I, I'm lo- looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. Really an interesting one to watch. Um... Yeah, move on to the... There was a game tonight as well, uh, playing against Livingston. Oh, mate, you're killing me here, we're talking. Strangers <laughs> <laughs> um, just stop playing yeah, too many I'll, games, I'll just, then. I'll just briefly skim, skim through it. Uh, so, obviously, just finished um, a couple of minutes ago was um, Rangers Livingston at the Mac and Cheese Shack. Um, yeah, Rangers won Livingston now with Mirelles coming to the 87th minute. Uh, it was good play from Rangers to get that goal. Um but um, I don't think the pitch helped, and obviously the pitch is quite dodgy there. Uh, I'm not blaming the pitch at all for the performance that we put in. I didn't think we played the best, and there was more time, there was more um, balls in the air than on the ground trying to play football. Um, but got to give credit to Livingston um, at some points as well because I thought they played well. Um, 
stopped us playing football, which is what you need to do. Um, but yeah, I don't think the refs had a good game either. Uh, John Beaton obviously sent off Steven Gerrard at half-time. Um, but I don't get why he showed the setting yellow to Gerrard. Obviously, the first yellow for, for swearing at him. Um, about the I think refs do deserve a huge amount of respect though which they in Scotland they're often not given so I think their Wait, tolerance what? for you respect you said tolerance you respect for refs. abuse oh. is nothing Andy what saying you should respect refs oh, that's something absolutely you. well I, I don't think that's what he's trying to say Kyle I, that's what he said you should absolutely respect the refs swearing at the ref is of a blatant yellow and it, yep. obviously that's going to make the ref not have that high opinion of you so we You'd only be too too eager to give a red. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't a yellow. Yes, it was a yellow for Gerard because he did swear at the ref. Went up to the ref at them. But like, you could argue as well that some of those instances. I'm not saying the one about Gerard uh, could be avoided if the refs actually spoke to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, try and understand why he didn't give that penalty, for example, and then it could be resolved better. But anyway. Um, um, I think it was a penalty. I don't think I think Rangers should go in for um, appealing the yellow card because you can appeal yellow cards for simulation. Cause I think it was an absolute joke, to be honest. It was a clear penalty. I don't know what you guys thought of it if you if you've seen it at all. I've not seen it, but I've heard from non-Rangers fans uh, that it was a penalty. Mm. If you know what I mean. Even Andy Walker saying was a penalty, and that's Andy Walker barely praises Rangers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think he just, I mean, he doesn't mean like us either. <laughs> I don't think he likes anyone. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the appeal will definitely go. Um, but I don't know if they'll appeal the, um, the second yellow on Gerard because Gerard actually, you could see in the Sky, Sky broadcast, uh, Gerard walked away from the ref after he gave the yellow, mm-hmm. and then when he was walking away, Beaton gave a second yellow when McAllister went up to him. And I thought it was I thought it was a red from McAllister at first, um, but yeah, obviously it was it was Gerard. But I, uh, that's why I was a bit confused and quite annoyed actually. But I mean, I think I said to you guys before, like John Beaton is definitely one of the worst. Oh yeah, <laughs> the worst ref. But I agree with Andy in that the abuse they get sometimes is over the top because at the end of the day, like they are. Yeah, refs have gone a lot harsher than they are in other. In it's not leagues. their fault that they can't do their job. In Spain, they have a massive respect for the referees, and you almost never see the managers just having a go at them because, and the officials' questions are never, the officials' decisions are never questioned. But after loads of games, and all all clubs in Scotland do it, you get the post matches, and they go, "Oh, like I have no idea what the ref was thinking there," and yeah. I, I always find this a bit rude. All all clubs do it in Scotland. Yeah. But no, like I said, it's not their fault that they can't do their job. <laughs> it's like, there, it's there's like, been there's been a few instances with um, not just uh, not just Rangers and um, there's been Celtic as well um, instances uh, with John Beaton. There's been a few. Oh, I'll, I'll, I can, I'll, I can, I, I can yeah. name a few like um, John Beaton. Both both Celtic and Rangers all go. Celtic fans will go, "Oh, he's such a wee hun," and Rangers fans go, "Oh, he's a big Tim." Like, I think I just think. It just shows he's I, a bad ref. Neither. He's just yeah. He's, he's just, just a ref. A referee. He's 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 notorious in our fan base as well for making bad decisions. John Beaton, like, uh, so it, it just shows he's a poor referee. He's not partial to any club, although he is a Rangers fan. But um, he's not impartial to any club. He's just clearly. shit. <laughs> Supposedly, a big Beaton, Beaton loyal. <laughs> nah. Anyway, yeah. Um, 
it was obviously it was it was good to get three points as well, uh, where some teams haven't at um, the Tony Macaroni Arena. Yeah. Uh, so winning a go home. Uh, just winning something like a game like that where we didn't play the greatest and still managed to come away with the three points. That that is what we've been missing the past few years. We would have lost that game if that was a couple of years ago. And that, and, and that also shows, like, you know, type, that that's the type of game you win when you win the title. You win oh, games 100%. like that when you hundred percent. Everything's against you, you still win, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could have two penalties today, and you, you still you play terrible and still managed to win the game. There's nothing more I can say, really. That's just a sign of champions, to be honest. And there was another game tonight, but clearly we neither of us have watched uh, any of us have watched it. Uh, one more draw between Hamilton and St Johnston. Hamilton took the lead um, through Kellaghan, and then um, and a pretty uneventful first half, and then Gomer had equalised late on for St Johnston. Um, you know they're pretty sol- solidly in in eighth. I think St Johnston they're not under any threat of. Of going down, and they're not going to challenge the top six. They've won a league cup. That's a decent season for them. And Ooh, the, that's uh, Hamilton and Kelly joint bottom. Yeah, the, the draw for Hamilton wasn't wasn't enough to lift them off yeah. off the bottom. But I, they've got a game in hand anyway. Over however, it, Kelly, Kelly's so. Kelly's position just looks incredibly precarious at the moment now. Yeah, you would worry for them. The, the two teams that are around them, you got Hamilton and who are bottom. Same amount of points, but a game in hand, and then you've got Ross County above them, pointing above them, um, who've also got a game in hand. So I think Killy are the ones who are in the position. They are in where, danger. Yeah. And Motherwell, I think, are, well, they look to be safe on 32 points. Um, they look to be. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think the relegation is definitely between the bottom three at the moment. I think yeah. it's. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it will go down to um, the the final day. I reckon, you know, at least for the for the for the playoff spot. Um, It'll be good to watch all their split games. That'll be interesting. Yeah, a lot of fight in those games. A lot of oh. something's on the line. You know. Yep. I'll see, Hampton have been in the league for a few seasons now. Uh, Ross County came up last a uh, couple of seasons ago, but Achille have been in the league for for quite some time. So, yeah. it'll be, it's, uh, it'll be a shame to see them go down. Um, Considering they did not get Europe last season, or was it season before? Season oh, before, uh, season goes. Steve Steve season Clark before. when he left, yeah, yeah. Obviously, famously knocked out by a Welsh amateur side. Not doing yeah. Scotland any favours for the coefficient. No. Just having that. Quick look, um, last time Kelly were in the division below the Premiership was 1992-93. Wow. wow. So they've they've been in the, the top division for a while, so it'll be... Yeah. I wouldn't miss uh, their plastic park. Oh, no. But I will miss the Kelly Pies uh, on the away days. That'll be something I'll miss. Yeah. Because they're class. I don't know if I know it. I went, I went oh, I had one as well. I had one as well when we went, like... That was one of our first away games, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't an away game to remember. It was that the 3-0 where the lights kept on going off. Yeah, the, we were hoping that the most exciting thing about the game was the lights kept going off, but we got thrashed 3-0. So. But the yeah. fires were good as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was when we like didn't we go ten games without winning in that run, and then all of a sudden we beat Hamilton and we beat Celtic. Like we beat Celtic. Yeah, we beat Celtic. East Road then. Yeah. Oh, and then that was. That wasn't that was Neil Lennon as well. Um, that was our, we had our own we we curated the Lennon where it wasn't good enough. <laughs> we, we were that's Neil Lennon for you, isn't post it? Pre and bottom. I can't remember. That's huh? he was pre Heckenbottom. Pre Heckenbottom, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah Hecken was his Hecken. replacement. Second half of that season were unbelievable. That second part of the season, one at Tynecastle and further Hill the next next again season. Yeah. Right, so all I'm saying is. Um, you know, we had the whole Lenny spot before it was cool. <laughs> like, like looking at the situation with Celtic, I can honestly just look at it and say I've seen it all before. Like, it's a carbon copy. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's uh, that means it's time for a quiz. Um, yeah. Is it? Okay. Well, welcome to the quiz, guys. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so I've got five questions for you, and I've also got uh, who am I as well, Ooh. just to spice, mm-hmm. spice things up. Picks it up. Spice it up, right. So let's just get start right away. So, uh, in the Europa League, Rangers now have the highest scoring match ever over two legs. Can you name the previous highing scorest match? Highing highest scoring match in the Europa League. Is um, that highest scoring from like total goals from both teams? Total goals yeah. in both legs. You get a point for the goals, and you also get a point if you can name the teams. And you also get another point if you can guess the score. So it was nine nine five, right? Because they won four three the first leg, five two the second leg. So was the previous largest? I assume it would have been eight five. No, seven seven six. Amount of goals you get a point. The teams that were in that game and the result. So this, By the this, way, is this is this Scottish clubs or any club in the Europa League? Any club in Europa League. Okay, okay. So this is, um, this is in the um, knockout stage, isn't it, or is it like in the qualifying ones as well? Group stage, I think. Yeah, knockout nice over two legs. It's over two legs. Yeah, knockout over two legs. Yeah. Because there's there's been like eleven nil games in the. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Like that, shit like that. Very interested to see your. Well, it's, it must be so. That this was a total of fourteen goals. So I assume the previous record must have been thirteen goals. Yes, across Andy. two legs. Right, I'll but write that down. Wait, wait, hold, hold your thoughts, guys. I need to write this down because I'll lose count on who's got how many points. I've lost my pen now. Was it oh, no Liverpool? No. Was it no Liverpool Dortmund? No. No, I was saying nine. Europa League, Marcus. Nine four. That was that was Europa League. That was Europa League. That, was, that, was that, yeah. that wasn't as many goals. Okay, mate. So. Andy's got Andy's got one. one It must have been thirteen goals total across both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You get a point for that. Is it nine four? No. No. Ten three. Yes, Sam. Ten three. Oh, oh, oh. I need pretty tallies. It is, but I can't remember. Uh, How recent was it? Can we get a hint? Uh, um, This decade. All right, this decade. Well, this decade. Yes, yes, Last yes. Decade. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Last decade. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, if Rangers only the record this decade, then that is Disney. Or, or this year, sorry. Oh, this was a few years ago, wasn't it? Um. So you need to get the teams now, guys. 
I can come back to it if you want and let you think um, about it. Oh, I'm trying to think who had a big. Do we give you the year? Yeah. Yeah, give us so the year. It was the 2010 2011 season. Um, that was the year God, that. Who, who makes big runs? That was uh, the year that Porto won it. Porto. So I'm going to say Porto. Yeah, oh shit, you beat me too. I was going to say yes, Porto. Yes, Porto's one of the teams, but uh, I'm not going to give you the point until what, what, what we have one, right? What, what, um, what round was it? I don't know what round it is. <laughs> let's, go, let's go for. I don't know who you just got. Russian teams. Uh, see, no. Spartak Moscow. Yes. Really? No way. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I was only going to say them because they were beefing Celtic oh. on Twitter. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was thirteen goals and it was Portal ten Spartak Moscow three in the twenty twenty. What were the season. what was each leg like? Seven oh, I don't know. I've just got the full thing. I'm just going to Google it now. <laughs> you can look. You can look yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'll have so, a Google later. This should be an easy one. You should get this quite quick. Right. So, it was who was the last team? That's a, that was AVB. Look, we could be doing that in Europe. Europe if we had AVB. <laughs> it was five one and five two. By the way, two legs. Oh, cheers. There we go. Well done. <laughs> Which was the last team to win the league outside the old firm? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yes, Marcus, in well the eighties. Can you get what year? 87. Eight, 84. 85. Yeah, Marcus, you get another point for that. 84, 85. Marcus gets that. Two easy points for Marco on that. There you go. On the score sheet. So, can you name the the player who's got the most Scotland caps but has never scored for the national team? Oh, my God. Um... Uh, oh, it's got to be a goalkeeper. Then. David Marshall. Be... No. Craig Gordon. No. Gordon. Well, who oh, was the keeper in I'm the 70s? No. Was this all time? Yeah. Is this what? Is this all is time? This like... Yes. Yes. All right. Um... Scott Brown. <laughs> Don't know if he's ever scored for Scotland. Yes, he, he, has, he has scored for Scotland. Not very often, but yeah, he scored about three. Or... Um, um, is it? You, you don't have to ask. Jim Layton. Yes. Yeah, he was. He was the goalkeeper in the the late seventies, early eighties. I was thinking yes. of. he's got ninety-one caps. Yeah, because he was he was keeper in World Cup eighty-two and eighty-six. And Here, I think maybe uh, even 90. Kyle, you might know this, but I was going to say Andy Gorham, because obviously that was before my time. I don't think he's got as much caps as... Another uh, another shot yeah. for me would have been Alex McLeish, because I think he's our fourth mm. biggest cap holder of all time. Uh, did, mm. uh, yeah. He's the, on he's the only Scotland captain to have ever managed the side. <laughs> Which I think is a crazy, crazy stat. Oh, um... <laughs> Jim Layton's the second highest capped, so... Is he? Yeah. Oh. I thought there would be more outfield players capped higher. No, it's just Kenny Dalglish. Oh, of course, King Kenny. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Right. I'm actually going to switch it up a wee bit, right? Hmm. Uh, okay, I'm going to do the, the, the... Who am I first? I'm going to think of another question, because the other question is pretty easy. You should, you, you'll get this quite, quite easy, but... Okay. Right, so this is the... Who am I... This is the who am I, right? So, uh, I was born in England. I started my career at Darlington. I've had two spells in Scotland for two clubs, including a team from the Highlands. I am a striker. I have scored 14 goals from 39 appearances in Scotland. I left Scotland in 2021 to go down south. Who am I? Oh my god. David Goodwillie. No. 
This is worth two points, by the way. I'll give you two points for this. So they've just left Scotland this in January this year. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's um. Oh fuck! What's his name? <laughs> so he's English. Started his career in Darlington. Two spells in Scotland for two clubs, including a team from the Highlands. He's a striker. He scored 14 goals in, thir- in 79 appearances in Scotland. So that's over the two clubs. And he left Scotland in 2021 to go down south. So we'll get your brains racking, boys. Yeah, my brain thinking. Is it Sam Cosgrove? No, it's not Sam Cosgrove. Mm-hmm. Not oh, you're, 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 you're sort of you're sort of there. It's an Aberdeen player then who's joined oh, left in the. Uh... Oh man, wait! I was gonna say Curtis Main, but he didn't play in the Highlands. You're Are right. you considering it Aberdeen is, is the Curtis Highlands? Main. It is Curtis Main. Oh, it is Curtis Main. Who did yeah. you play for? Aberdeen. Yeah, Aberdeen, I, 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 I wouldn't call that as the Highlands. Yeah, it's, it's above me, so it's the Highlands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so yeah, it's Curtis Main. It is Curtis Main. Because right. well, obviously he played, he, played for, he played for Motherwell and um, Aberdeen. I was actually, I was close to not saying it, but because I, I thought, he's not played in the Highlands, but, but no. Nah, um, I would class Aberdeen as the Highlands, I don't know about, about you. I think nah. it depends, depends who you ask. The Highlands council yeah. area uh, is its own thing, but then... People kind of dispute it. with England if you say. Is anyone keeping points on the quiz? No, or are we just. <coughs> doing it by day? You're the quiz master. You're the, you're the one who should be keeping points. I've got, yeah, I've got keeping points, but like overall, over the all, all quizzes. Oh, no. I've got four. I got no. Um, no. one for Aberdeen, one for 84, and then two for a oh, well, like, We can, we can kind of rewatch points. it and see who just wins each week and do it on wins. Yeah, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus. So, yeah. Unfortunately, oh, no, Marcus, unfortunately really. Marcus won. Yes. So he won with four, and then Andy with. Two and a half, and oh, nice. Sam with one and a half. What about that last question? And I'll do it in another week. <laughs> can we right. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can get you one right now, um, actually. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Right, I'm going to mm. hold that one. Let's see if you guys know this. this okay, is, I need to get the answer now for this one. This is live. This is making up questions. Not, not very prepared, is it? No. Do it live. It's tense. Do it live. I need to scroll down to the answers. I don't think there's even as an answer. No, can you tell me, right? Who was Andy Robertson's senior Scotland debut against? Oh my god, um... Austria. Oh man. Wait, I need to Google the answer now. (laughs) 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 Hungary. Yes, Uh, could be, could be, yeah, could be. Gibraltar. Wait, Romania. I'm trying to think if he played back in what, like 2000. He probably would have got a cap when he's playing for Hull, maybe. Bulgaria. It could be, yeah, it could be. Could Slovakia. Which could keep on oh, the country. I've got the answer, I've got the answer now. Who did he make his senior debut against? It's been said. Yeah, uh, could be. <laughs> Hungary, Slovakia, Bulgaria. No. Gibraltar. No. Oh, no. Israel. Nah. <laughs> yeah, who do we always play? Belgium. Nope. Russia. Nope. Ukraine. Nope. Uh, Qatar. No. They're probably a friendly, aren't they? <laughs> Slovakia? Nope. Slovenia. Poland. No. Yes. Oh. Hey. <laughs> every I'm country in Eastern Europe. Yeah, uh, every point. European club. Uh, so. 
When did we play Poland, actually? Thinking about it. Obviously, it was Andy Robertson's debut, so... Uh, a European <laughs> Championship qualifier, probably. Yeah, yeah we... so... Doesn't change, so we've got Marcus on four points, Andy with three and a half, and Sam on one and a half. Sam, that's really poor, man. Yeah, weak, weak, weak from you, Sam. No. Yeah, that's poor. That's very, very poor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed that. Sorry, I don't, I don't think I've done as well as the prediction. I think I've done the, 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 the other well. question I had set up for you is, was um, pretty simple. It's like, excluding Old Firm, which club has the biggest ground in Scotland and what's their capacity to the nearest thousand? It's uh, Queen's Park. No. Easter, Easter Road. Oh. Tynecastle, maybe, actually. Yeah, Pataudry, yeah, but... It's Pataudry, 20,800 oh. something. And well, yeah, yeah. The, their new stadium yeah. is proposed is actually a downsize, so yeah, it would yeah, take it smaller than Tynecastle and Easter Road, I think. They didn't fill it, so then Easter so, Road... Yeah. You know, the uh, I was just going to leave that one for... Uh, for anyway. Because I thought it was too easy for you, but... You can't really save it for another week, so it would know the answer. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but do you want to also go through who did well in the predictions last week? Oh, right. Because it's probably not me. Brilliant, brilliant, love it. <laughs> uh, right, so we had some very odd predictions for the League Cup final from <laughs> uh, Sam and Lewis, all predicting it would go to penalties and Livingston win it. Uh, the only two people that got points from that was myself and Marcus the two leaders yeah. uh, we guessed 2-0, uh, obviously it was 1-0 and we did pretty poor on the Kilmarnock Dundee United game we all predicted a Dundee United win and uh, no one got any points for that Lewis was the only one to gain points from the Hibs Motherwell game which we all slagged him for so we'll feel really bad now because <laughs> he's a whaler <laughs> Um. Celtic Aberdeen, none of us got points for that because we all predicted a draw. Mm. Well, that disgusting. Wait, disgusting. <laughs> well, your team just very we consistent. Always mate, so. be Aberdeen. Always. Yeah, but your team was just really inconsistent, though. So didn't didn't you draw earlier in the season? No, we've. Yeah, they did we, draw. Yeah, they did draw. Three, no, we haven't drawn against Aberdeen this season. We have. Uh, three, scroll back up on here. Da, 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 da. 3-3 at Pitodri. Yeah, 3-3 at Pitodri in October. I was thinking of the 4-3 in Scotty Sinclair's last game right at the end of the season. That was years ago. <laughs> that was two years ago. Exactly, it wasn't the season. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we all, apart from Marcus, got points on Rangers Antwerp game. Marcus, that's a really, really poor prediction from you, man. I was expecting better. So we have a draw for first all on two points which is very very poor was myself Marcus and Lewis and yeah let's not even talk about Sam yeah you got one point <laughs> you guys got, you got, got two that's only one point out <laughs> so that brings the total points tally Andy on two because he doesn't message his predictions to us uh, Lewis on 5 uh, Sam on 6 myself on 15 and Marcus on 16 I thought the bloody old film Mark yeah on fire on fire only a point in it so oh, that'll, that'll be, up. oh yeah t- title race for the Mars bars it's heating up 
Uh, I'll hand it back to you, Sam, for yeah, this so we've got um, six games this weekend. Um, we've got five on Saturday. For, well, one of those is Aberdeen versus Hamilton. Who's going first then? I'm going to go in with A. I really want this to. I really want Aberdeen to drop points. Um, they've definitely got it. They will? No, I think at Pataudry they will win two one. I think <laughs> they're gonna score some goals. Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Not Lewis. Lewis is not here. I think it'll be a one all. I think <laughs> Aberdeen. Usually aren't too bad at Pataji, but their form's been inconsistent lately, so one all. Oh, and by the way, welcome back to the Excel spreadsheet. It's been it's been nice to not put lines under your name. I've got to say, a one deal win for Aberdeen because Aberdeen strike force. They're not doing too well recently, and Hamilton don't look like winning. So it's just a simple one deal win for Aberdeen. Um, I was gonna go for a one nil with you, Sam. But now, obviously, Hamilton have been getting be getting the odd goals against against teams. So I'm gonna go with Andy. I'm gonna say it's a one each draw. I think. But yeah, and then Lewis, if he if he wants, he can message his predictions later. If he actually miss, I'll, I'll send him. I'll send the message. Now. He, he, he yeah. did last week, to be honest. So. Um, yeah. May get overtaken. May get overtaken. This week. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, Moving on to Lewis's team, it's uh, Motherwell versus Livingston. Tough tie. Very good tie. Um, I'll kick off and say, um, obviously, Livy have had two defeats now in a row. Um, obviously, the League Cup and uh, against us tonight. Um, They're up against a very good Motherwell side, uh, obviously, the back of the Hibs victory. Um, so I'm, oh, I don't know. I'm going to predict a Livy win. I think I'm going to say one 0 to Livy on that game. It's going to be a definitely good one to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if it end up in a draw. But I'm going to say one 0 Motherwell. Oh, I think I'll join Marcus on the one 0 Motherwell. Yeah. I think Livy have hit of a bit of a rut. I think the their demotivation. Just just before the league cup has uh, stunted them, but they're still defensively solid. So I don't think they'll ship goals. Yeah, they, all I'm saying why I'm saying one 0 is because they they did play very well against us. But obviously now it's away from home. But I'm, I'm still still going by my protection. Oh, that, 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 that could be that could be the change, Marcus, in, in the league table. Could be. I'm gonna agree with both of your people about uh, the predictions and just go with a one-one. Expecting a five each there, Sam. Oh, you're gonna have one, one, one weekly five all. <laughs> we didn't have one last week, did we? Although I think the Rangers and Tottenham game would have been closest. Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> almost there. Uh, Tottenham Rangers they also kick off at three pm on Saturday uh, against St Mirren. Mm-hmm. Back at Ibrox. Three 0 Gonna put it right out there. Uh, to who? Simeron. Yeah, Simeron. <laughs> Rate your Rangers. Okay, now you said I have to go with your first answer, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, <laughs> nah. I, I, you wish, because you... you <laughs> cause <of the> <laughs> nah, I, 3-0 Rangers. 
Any reason why? Uh, Rangers will get more goals than St. Mirren and they'll score. <laughs> Fair enough. Quality Fair analysis enough. right there. One depends of them, one of them on the depends referee is. Depends on the referee is. If it's beaten, we're not getting no, no chance. <laughs> it won't be beaten. He won't referee two games in a row. He is. But you never know. It's just felt they're corrupt, don't you? Sure. Anyway, Andy? Um, one all Rangers. Well, no, one all in the Rangers game. Like, points apiece. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd like Why? to see them drop points. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they'll lose. So, realist, guys. Would, We've got a realist like see, here. Andy, would you like to see yourself drop points? Um, in no, the, not really. In the prediction league oh, table. He love it, really. <laughs> but, like, I don't think... Rangers you just don't want to predict a Rangers win, do you? Why? I, I actually want to hear reasons why you think Rangers will drop points. I don't think they'll... Oh, just think of an off day. You know? Not every not every team can win every week. Rangers have had a few off days now, and they still won. Ex well, okay, I mean, move on. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 2-0 Rangers. 2 Yeah, I think, I think I'll say the same as you, Sam, to be honest. I, think it'll be two. I don't think it'll mean. be... More realist. <laughs> quite, quite clearly, mate. Too fair. If you get his prediction right, I think I'll kill you. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to the next game. <laughs> the next game is uh, Ross County versus Kelly. Oh, damn. 1-0. 1-0. I think this has got a 0-0 written all over it, to be honest. I've got to go 0-0. One I don't. I, oh. One nil county. Okay, two one county. Hmm. Tough one to watch. Does anyone want to take that game up at all? No? One nil county. I think county will condemn Kilmarnock to another successive loss. Depends when it is, because like all these games will be Saturday three o'clock, right? Yeah. yeah. Apart from the, there's one game on Sunday. Yeah. And that's the Rangers game, right? No, it's a Celtic game. No, it's Dundee United Celtic. Cough that later. Um, get to that when we get to that. I'm sorry to say, but unfortunately, I'll be watching Hibs uh, hoof the ball up to Chris Dodge for 90 minutes on Saturday, so it's unfortunate to watch Ross County Killy. <laughs> but, mm. uh, Try and actually uh, cover these games next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, that well, happened. The good thing is, if Hibs win, uh, then I'll actually watch sports scene. <laughs> <laughs> so we should all be hoping for a Hibs win. <laughs> uh, talking of uh, Hibs win, they play St Johnston away. Also at Saturday, two o'clock. Two one. Uh, my brain is saying that it's going to be a one one draw, um, but that's not my prediction. Just saying, Kyle. I'm just you know explaining my thinking. Okay, okay, I'll let you off. I think. I think we're going to draw. Um, I don't think that, like I said earlier, it's a team we usually struggle against. So, But for my prediction, I'm going to say 2-1 to Hibs because we have had a good away record at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but that's pure hope. This is pure hope. Uh, Jack Ross would need to make, he needs to make really big changes uh, in his setup if we want to get it to, um, if we want to do well. On Saturday, so if we do that, I think we'll have to win, and it'll be two-one. But but we'll see. I'm gonna I think 2-0 to the Hybies. I'm gonna go with Marcus's brain and say one-one. 
Cheers, Andy. I'm predicting more optimistic for you guys than you are. Yeah, yeah but you haven't, you you haven't each, yeah. supported him for I the past. I said 2 0 high beast. Sam said 1 0. Andy, you've not watched Hibs this season. Um, oh, what oh, do dear. I go for now? What do I go for now? Um, well, obviously, I think St. John's did struggle against um, Hamilton today. Um, well, I think that's more of a hangover from winning the cup than than anything. Yeah, and sorry, Marcus <laughs> Sam, but I've got to go for St Johnston when I think they'll win two one. I think I think they'll win two one. I think they'll bounce back. Thing is, you've got to be careful with that because are they scoring first? Because if they score first, we're not scoring. <laughs> Just to say. Um. And then if the thing is with Hibs games, if we if we score first, we usually are fine. No, actually, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. <laughs> oh, no, you can't, eh? You okay, yeah, that's my first answer. Right, okay, okay, okay. Right, it's fine. Is it one rule for us and another rule for us? No, because I've got a few players in my, in my fantasy team. So I'm like a thousand points clear, so it's all good. Yeah, that you're right. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Sunday at 12 o'clock, it's Dundee United versus Celtic. Five each. <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding on. <laughs> um, I think it'll be a draw. I think uh, I think it'll be one each. You know what? I'm going to take the five each for this one. Oh, Sam's <laughs> I, think, gonna... I think we'll win three nil. Five each. I'd love. I'd love to see. When that, was the last time you won three nil? Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like we beat someone like Motherwell in like October three nil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you beat St. Riven 4 0 in February. Last time you won 3 0 was against Dundee United on the 30th December. There you go. Also beat Hamilton 3 0 four days before Marcus. as well. So. Is this at Tanadice, are you? Uh, yeah. yeah. This game is at Tanadice. So, yeah, our last game against it was 3 0. So, there you go. I'll go 3 0 again. I'm going to say 2 1 Celtic. That's a good prediction, that. I think Dundee United. Uh... We'll give it a good, a good goal. 2-1 Celtic, yeah. Right, okay. We'll do the UI play next week. Uh, hmm. So we've got those predictions sorted in. Um, what I did want to mention slightly is that the Scottish Cup will be returning on the 26th of March as long as uh, Leagues 1 and 2, which is, you know, good news for the lower leagues. Yeah. Women's football as well. Women's football as well, yeah. Um, a chance for a double. Can't get the treble though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't, unfortunately, but still still on for the double. Oh, so I'll just cover that quickly. Um, yeah, because uh, I mentioned it in the intro. <laughs> we did actually talk about it, but yeah, I think that's everything for this week, unless anyone else wants to bring something to the table. Kevin Nisbet needs to get his act together. Yeah. Wow. I'll just leave that as a parting comment then. Wow. That's my comment. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I think that's everything for tonight. Um, thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you again next week. The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False 90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.
Yeah. I feel like I'm on some winners. <laughs> right, okay. I'd, I'd put money on them. Well, you put on Rangers draw and Ibrox. Yeah. Rangers draw and one always sit there and Ibrox. I'll put, put my life. Does that, that make your day slightly happy? Well, they it? did knock you out the League Cup, so. Yeah. So the last minute goal, yeah. And who's going to stop them scoring a last minute equaliser? The Rangers, because it's at Ibrox. Anything can happen in Scottish football. That's true, that's true. Anything. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing against your predictions, it's just, it's just a weird one. It's a good prediction. <laughs>